0: Good morning and welcome to this recording for January the 26th. These are brought to you by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas, and we are thankful that you have made the choice to listen to these recordings. And that places high obligation on me to do my best, taking us to the Word of God and using the Word to enlighten and motivate us. Please have your Bible ready, Philippians chapter 4, Verse eight. Philippians four in verse eight. The epistle Paul wrote to the church at Philippi contains rich and useful teaching for each of us. And here is one example. Philippians four in verse eight. We hope you have it in front of you in your Bible. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise. Think about these things. As soon as you read this verse, you know immediately before any further study of the details, this ought to be where my mind is focused. The content of my mind ought to be as expressed in these words and phrases given by God through Paul To the Philippians and for us. Simply stated, you cannot just let any thoughts or ideas into your mind. I know that being open minded is applauded in our society, but as a Christian, you can't be open to just anything. God expects us to use the capacity of choice He gave us to choose to fill our minds with whatever is true honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise. Ideally, these words describe the content of our minds. Through the activity of our faith in Christ, we are able to clear our minds of evil and fill our minds with good. Now, look with me at one of these. If there is anything worthy of praise— Let's turn that into some self examination. What do you praise? What do you admire? Admiration is defined as to esteem highly, to respect, to consider worthy of praise. What is it that gets your attention and captures your passion and therefore receives your admiration? Our subject today is admiration, and I should like to begin with two warnings about admiration. Number one, we should not let just anyone tell us what or who to admire. A teenager came home from the first day of high school and gave his parents a list of supplies and items that he needed, and they looked through the list, and the young man had included Posters for the inside of his locker. And he said, three rap stars. Of course, his parents didn't know who these celebrities were. They asked their son, Who are these celebrities? He said, I don't know, but everybody else admires them. Think about admiring someone simply because the crowd admires that figure. That's often called. Peer pressure. You don't know if the person admired is worthy of praise or not. All you know is others praise that person or persons. So I want to warn all of us against that kind of admiration. It is blind admiration, it is subservient to others. Others have dictated what you've decided to admire. It doesn't sound like it has justification at all. Proverbs 1, verse 10 warns all of us, if sinners entice you, do not consent. We can't just let people tell us what to admire or who to admire. We can respect people and treat them as God expects without admiring their lifestyle or implicitly endorsing their sins. Warning number two, we should not be driven by hype the dramatic and popular. We live in a time when exaggerated and contrived excitement can spread around the world within minutes. Through digital technology and social media, excitement, hype, and hysteria can go viral, and there is pressure for everybody to get on the bandwagon to admire someone or applaud someone. It happens in the world of the Internet every day. A picture is circulated with a message a quote is attributed to someone, a video is published, it goes viral, and often, without knowing the facts, within moments people say, yes, I'm on board, that's good, I like it, I admire it, I'll share it. Jesus said one time, Luke 16, 15, for what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. Christians need to hold back Don't jump on to every bandwagon. Some of them are not going to a good place. Therefore, I want to warn us in aiming admiration that we avoid the hype, the bold and dramatic invitations to quickly agree, to like, to promote what is celebrated by the culture, to admire, to esteem highly. That is, To consider something or someone praiseworthy requires thoughtful choice. We cannot be slaves to peer pressure. We cannot be driven by cultural hype or passing fads. Knowing we cannot admire everything and everyone, how do we apply wisdom and aim our admiration in keeping with truth and righteousness? First, I'm going to say, start here. Admire, praise, God. The Bible and the testimony of the universe is there is one God, and he is always worthy of our praise. I want to make this very simple. If we admire God, if our admiration and praise for him is at the top of our list, of admiration. That's where we start, aiming our admiration. One cannot seriously reflect on the evidence in nature and in the testimony of Scripture without the strong and robust awareness that God is worthy of our praise. All through the Bible, there are terms and phrases ascribing praise to God, saying praise to God, glorify God, hallelujah, Revelation chapter 4, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. The Bible speaks of gratitude to God, reverence to Him, obedience to Him, loving God, serving God, telling others about God. I tell you, once we are convinced and fixed on the truth, Of the worthiness of God, and we direct sincere praise to Him with prayers and worship and life. That's the starting place to aim your admiration righteously. There's more. To make certain your admiration is right and to make certain your values are right, let the Creator tell you what is valuable and worthy of praise. That way, you have a justification the highest justification for admiration from the highest possible source. I've been rereading the book of Jeremiah lately, and at one place in the book the statement is made, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his steps. Jeremiah 10.23 that means if you attempt to determine what is right and valuable and admirable apart from God, you will not get it right. We are now visiting a creation principle that God made us. He owns us. He knows what we need to value and admire. As we praise and honor God, we are able to aim our admiration righteously. Therefore, the only way for me to aim my admiration correctly is to receive my values from the Creator. The Creator I praise and honor. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. I cannot trust myself on my own without God to manufacture good values, and aim my personal admiration correctly. What I can do is get to know more about God, leading to genuine trust in Him. That will satisfy my need for good values as I depend upon His revelation for what is right and wrong. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and he will make your path straight. Listen carefully. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. I say about this passage, God breathed, God exhaled, And that's the image in this wording, the result of this divine exhaling inspired scripture to inform us, to motivate us, and to govern where we aim our admiration. Do you want to have good, clear, and correct thinking? Do you want values that are valid and profitable? Do you want to admire what is truly admirable, praising what is actually praiseworthy, The way to make certain your admiration is right is to make certain your values are right. And the way to do that is let the Creator tell you what is valuable and worthy of praise. Praise the Creator from the heart. Then attend carefully to His Word, and you'll be equipped to aim your admiration righteously. Two examples. God tells us in His Word that honesty— is to be embraced and practiced and admired. For instance, in Psalm 15, verse 2, commendation is given to one who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. Or in the passage we read earlier in Philippians 4, 8, God approves of us having whatever is true in our minds. God is giving us a value and therefore telling us what is praiseworthy. We are justified in our admiration for honesty, for honest people. It contributes to our spiritual health and moral discernment and influence to admire honesty. Likewise, God tells us in his word that kindness is to be treasured and put to good practice. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another. Colossians 3 and verse 12, put on kindness. As I read Scripture, I am able to discover what constitutes kindness. I need to make certain I nurture and exemplify kindness toward people. Here is another case where God has given me a value, and when I see kindness in people, that's worthy of praise. If I praise God, I'll honor what God has said. The way to make certain your admiration is right is to praise God yourself, then let God tell you what is valuable and worthy of praise. Let's take this a little further. Let's just start making a list. With biblical values as our base, we admire God, therefore we're going to let God tell us what to admire. Let's make a list. We will admire people who have achieved good against great odds based on their trust in God. Reading the narratives in the Bible, God reveals to us all these amazing people who took on extreme difficult tasks, yet they gave of themselves against the great task based on their faith in God. In order to do what God said was His will, we admire these people whose lives are documented, for example, in Hebrews chapter 11. Listen to some of this. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. See, that there's the principle we're talking about. If God commends this activity, this kind of worship offered by Abel, we should find it praiseworthy. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith it is impossible to please him, For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Now if you'll take Hebrews 11 and just keep reading there is Abraham and Sarah Jacob Joseph and Moses and others we're talking about aiming our admiration these are role models in these events described worthy of our admiration and imitation and the point of this chapter is by the activity of our faith we can accomplish the great things God has assigned to us Hebrews chapter 11 will help you aim your admiration. People who have openly and completely repented, truly sorrowful for their sin against God, we can admire them, not for their sin, but for their decision to turn from their sin. In Proverbs twenty-eight, thirteen and 14, whoever conceals his transgression will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them, will obtain mercy. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord. Always. But whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. We do not admire people in their sin. But when people are touched by the word God gave, when choices are made to stop doing what's wrong, and start doing what's right, open and complete repentance ought to have our admiration, our encouragement, our gratitude. When someone repents, don't attack them or heap criticism on them. Rejoice with them and admire their courage to change. They've taken the right step. Leaving a penitent person dazed by a blow of guilt should never be our intent. Our intent should be to admire the action of change, turning to God. Here's another. People who do what is right consistently and without seeking applause or attention are to be admired. In the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus teaches us that the people to be admired and imitated are not those who do good things in public making sure they have an audience to applaud them. The ones to be admired and imitated are those who simply and quietly do what is right before God, often when God is the only one looking. Matthew 6 and verse 3, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. When you see consistent godly discipline, daily discipleship, without seeking attention, not wanting to go on stage under a spotlight, admire that. Here's another. People who are the first ones to blaze the right trail. Can you imagine being John the Baptist? Listen to Matthew 3, 1-6. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he said. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Yes, there were prophets before John, but they stood at some distance. John came on the scene after Jesus' birth and said to the people, You need to repent. The time is at hand. The first one to blaze this trail, prepare the way, to make his path straight. John is worthy of our admiration. I have three points for us to take home. Number one, may God be the recipient of our highest praise. May our highest admiration always be to adore and praise God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Number two, may Christ's life define our values. Hebrews twelve two says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, the values of Christ embedded in our hearts will lead us to aim our admiration at the right place. Number three, may the words given by the Holy Spirit receive our strongest respect. The word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Ephesians 6.10. Ephesians 4.30 warns us, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So listen again to our text in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8, a familiar passage that needs our repeated attention. Philippians 4 and verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. God expects us to use the capacity of choice he gave us to choose to fill our minds with whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, and worthy of praise, that is to say, admirable. Being a Christian, I cannot just let anything in my mind, nor can I let just anybody tell me what to admire. The Bible is the most powerful book ever given to fill our minds with excellence and value, and to enable us to well-govern and well- aim our admiration. Thank you for listening.